It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. that familiar music you are listening to your cheap trick audio fanzine cheap talk how you doing bj i'm good how are you ken i'm doing okay a lot of good responses so far on our side one episode cheap talk 15 of heaven tonight a lot of people really digging that a lot of discussion so we'd like to say hi to everybody on our facebook page there's one gentleman in particular i want to mention uh his name is stephen jones He purposely did not give it away, what we're going to be talking about during the track. How are you? Yes, so we'd like to thank Stephen Jones, and uh, it's a very cool thing you did to let us kind of bring it out on the show. So without further ado, we rejoin Mr. Michael Butler, BJ, and myself as we flip over side two of Heaven Tonight. Well, let's roll over to side two. You guys ready? Roll it over. Okay, side two. Heaven Tonight starts off side two with Taking Me Back. Michael Butler, please give us your thoughts on this track. Not one of my favorites, but only because there's so many classic cheap trick songs on the album. And I think the keyboards are a little too high in the mix. It's kind of nitpicking, but, you know. This is the first song in the album where you start to really hear that they're um, copping stuff from the Beatles on on this album. I could go with that. BJ, what the are guitar, your... li- the guitar lick when it breaks the, the, the breakdown guitar lick a little Pete Townsendy too, which yeah. is a good thing. I don't care if the if Cheap Trick. I don't really like it when Cheap Trick steals from the Beatles. I know that's kind of uh, people people probably don't want to hear that because everybody loves that they have all these great Beatles influences and they cop stuff. But I don't like it. I don't think they needed to. Well, yeah, I don't think that they needed to. But like in the case of the move, you would find movisms in in their uh, music you know so it's just wearing their influences on their sleeve yeah i know but i like the song this song would be a great song in any other album and it's a good song in this album it's just not one of my favorites bj what are your thoughts on taking me back yeah this is one of those cheap trick songs where you put it on almost any other band's album in 1978 it's one of the best songs but you put it on cheap tricks album in 1978 it's one of the worst you know what i mean you can tell these first two songs aside too. I think you can tell that those were the last ones written for the album. You know, I guess the word filler means we need two more songs to fill this album. Let's write them. And I, I, I don't want to say they're filler because that's too derogatory. But that's I think these are probably the last two written. I know on the radio was was written in the studio. Also, the pre-chorus in "Taking Me Back" is from "Hot Tomato," the early song. Mm-hmm. They actually recorded that with Zeno, and most of "Hot Tomato" became "I'll Be With You Tonight," but. Uh, the pre-chorus of this song is taken almost directly from that early, one of the earliest songs.
I really love the bridge at the end, you know, the, the long yeah. time ago part yeah. where you get Rick's vocals in there. Uh-huh. And anytime Rick's doing background vocals, I love it. Yeah. To me, that one part uh, where it's long time ago. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. That to me reminds me of ELO. Yeah, I think uh, Mike Hayes in his book compares this song to ELO too. Yeah. It the the chorus <clears throat> the chorus doesn't quite have a good enough hook to make it as great as most of the rest of the songs in the album. I think yeah. is one of the problems. But there's another song on this album that is an ELO um, ELO sounding song. We'll get. To, I'll tell, talk about when I get to it, but or okay. when we get to it. I I really love <laughs> the fade out on this uh, song. You love the fade out? Yeah, where yeah. You know, where it drifts off and that's kind of like saying my favorite part of the song is the end <laughs> well <laughs> you've got a beginning a middle and an end i really like the end but i don't like my, it my favorite the part of the album is when it's done yeah <laughs> when it goes click and over yeah i hear what you're saying it's nice the fade out is a nice um nice part it's, it's nice that the song fades out and it kind of is leaning forward to what we see in the 80s a little bit I will say that when I saw them do the first three albums in like mm-hmm. 98 or whatever, it right. was really awesome to see this song live, having never seen it live before. I don't know if they've ever really done it besides when they did the entire album. So that was great. Yeah, I went to those three. Sh- we talked about that before, too. I went to those three shows. It was so much fun. One of the funnest parts was seeing the songs like this that they yeah, never that done. Yeah, they never play. Yeah. yeah. By the way, for listeners who are enjoying this conversation, Michael was interviewed by BJ Kahuna, Mr. BJ Cramp here. Oh, that's right. I never listened to that episode. Oh, you should listen to it. It's, it's good. Why? And, and if you enjoy the interplay between uh, these two gentlemen, you will really enjoy that episode. Does he hear me bad-mouthing you? Did no. he edit that part out? No, he edited that part out. Okay. I edited it heavily. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about rock and or roll. My yeah. Uh, and BJ is this. the reluctant I... host of rock and or roll. I think I was in a bad mood that day. I apologize, BJ. And I apologize to you, Ken. I didn't mean anything I said. Now That's that I all right. You, I, I don't I think, think you, bad, I, you badmouthed Ken on Joey rock and roll. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, get it right, Butler. Well, I apologize anyway, Ken. I ah, no you. problem. You're a great guy now, now that I know you. Well, I'll tell you, I've been really impressed with your podcasting abilities, and I've listened to some of your music, and uh, just uh, glad you're part of the show. Do you like the compression algorithms on the ID3 tags? Of my podcast. Uh, I don't do drugs, but I think I need to now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ken. I appreciate it. Man. Okay. Nice. For coming from you, it's nice to hear. Well, somebody who's a very prolific podcaster. You're one of the more prolific guys out there. I'm just one of these guys, you know. Okay, our next track is <laughs> on the radio.
Michael Butler, what are your thoughts on on the radio? <clears throat> Back in the '70s, a lot of bands they did radio so songs about mm -hmm. the radio. You had, um, you see, you had Elvis Costello doing Radio Radio. Yep. Uh, a Steely Dan. FM no It's kind of it was kind of a, a cheap move for bands because they could almost guarantee airplay on that song. That's kind of why bands did it, I think. Kind of make the jocks so, feel important. Yeah. So in that regard, that's a negative, in my opinion, on Cheap Trick. I don't think they needed to do anything like that. Which came first, the big star, that 70s show song, or um, or this song? The BJ. big star. The big star song. Okay, because then I think they stole a little bit of that big star song for this, out, for this song. The riff is very similar. Don't, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Absolutely. BJ, what are your thoughts on, on the radio? Well, I, like I said, uh, Mike Hayes in the book says this was written, in, is the only song in the album that was written in the studio. I think it's kind of a parody of itself. Like, it's making fun of the kind of song that it is. You I know agree. What I, mean? I absolutely agree. Who does the uh, boss jock imitation? You know what? I should have looked that up, but I didn't. When I saw them live in New York, Ira Robbins from Trouser Press, got, they brought him up on stage, and he did it. He did that part. That was awesome. Huh. Yeah. Catchy. It's a catchy enough tune. It's probably my least favorite on the album. It's probably my yeah, least it, favorite on the album, too. But, you know, I think the band themselves knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they, it was probably a gimmick tune. It was probably a B... Was it a B-side of one of the uh, singles? Not sure. I don't think so. I think it was. It's really kind of a parody. That's think, the way I always took it. I think they did it as a as a as a gimmick to get played on the radio. It's my opinion. Well, singles from Heaven Tonight include "Surrender" with Off Wiedersehen. So, if you like that wonderful rock pop song, here's a song about suicide, kids. Let your mom hear it. California Man, backed with Stiff Competition, also released in '78. I think on the radio is a poppy wannabe hit about. A poppy wannabe hit. That's well, what it is. You know? Knowing Rick, I wouldn't be too surprised if somebody said, why don't you write a song aimed at radio? And he said, okay, here's my take on doing that. And he always would I like think, flip it around and be weird. I think Rick would probably say it was a song that I wrote about having sex in the car while the radio was on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Rick. You're right. Kick ass. Love it. Love it. Love it. But to me, it's my worst song on the album. So this leads us to an epic tune, yeah. Heaven Tonight. BJ, what are your thoughts on the track, Heaven Tonight, which was penned by Mr. Rick Nielsen and Mr. Tom Peterson? I like it. It's not one of my favorites. I will say I'm not a big fan of the long, dirgy, cheap trick songs, especially when they do them live, like Need Your Love and Gonna Raise Hell. Oh, come and on. This one. Come <laughs> They're on. not my favorite. They're Gunner not my favorite. Hell is one of the all-time great live cheap trick songs. They're just not my favorites. And uh but this is um it's an interesting song. You know, it, it's an anti-drug song sort of, but Rick says, well, a quote from Rick in the book, he says, "I don't want to have cheap trick come off like Mother Teresa's next-door neighbors." <laughs> yeah. But so he tried to <clears throat> I, I, you know, he's he's talked about how he, he says in the book he knew Jimi Hendrix and he knew Tommy Bolin, and I guess that's kind of what this song was about. It was about, um, you know, killing yourself with drugs. I guess. And sadly, Rick I, got to write a couple songs about uh, 
some compatriots of his. Yeah.
the the main instrument on the song is the mandocello, and uh, Tom Peterson says they tried to make it sound like cashmere. Mm-hmm. But I always hear I hear a lot of Beatles in this song, especially John yeah, Lennon. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, Mr. Michael Butler. I saw him play this live the last time I went to see him at a winery last year, and they brought this kid up that played cello on this tune. And they, he said they never rehearsed it. They probably did it at Soundship. It was fantastic. This kid who played the cello was really good. And you could tell it was like his dream to be up there playing with Cheap Trick. Yeah. It was amazing, man. It, made, it brought the song. It was the best song of the set. It brought it, that the cello brought the song over the top. So I love this tune. It's, I think it's one of the best cheap trick songs that there is. I think it's great. Sadly, when they were playing with Motley Crue, it made me think like this is not the crowd to play this song for. Fuck Motley Crue. Screw them and screw their fans. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Between Motley Crue fans throwing their MP3 players across the room and the other people Listen, saying, "You want uh, me to get into a <laughs> farewell?" I've already said this probably. Farewell tour. Good riddance, Motley Crue. Please do us all a favor. Retire. Pack it up. You suck. Yeah, I'm not. I love a... too fast for love. I used to love Motley Crue. They suck. They suck. They suck. What? Okay, I went to the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, uh, and I covered it for my show. Uh-huh. And Chief Trick was there doing a Q and A. Right, and they somebody asked uh, Tom Peterson about his twelve string bass, and he goes, "It well, it kind of it it's kind of like uh, Nikki Six's bass. It plays itself, and it, it never and it got a big laugh. And I kind of wondered what he meant by that." You know why it plays itself? Why why Rick why Nikki Six's bass plays itself? Because he uses bass backing tracks. The Ouch. guy doesn't even play the bass live. So please, Motley Crue, retire already. You do backing tracks, you use tapes, you hardly even play. Do us all a favor. <laughs> After Alice Cooper gets off the stage, just play a short one and get the hell out of there. That was brought to you by Mr. Michael Butler. Rockandrollgeek at gmail.com. If you think I'm an asshole for bad-mouthing Motley Crue, I don't care. The Motley guy, Crue are Ricky, horrendous now. Nikki Six had a guy thrown out of the show for taking a picture. He had, the guy paid $200 for a front receipt. He took a picture with his iPhone. He had him thrown out of the show. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I hate Motley Crue now. I hate him. I used to love him. I hate him. So how do you uh, feel about You can Motley edit Crue? that out now? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be back. They ain't retiring. Come on. No one retires. I don't know. Nick Myers can't do it much Yeah, but that doesn't mean someone else can't. Yeah. Or won't. Care. They suck anyway. Listen to their new songs. They they can't write any new songs. Now let's talk about a band we love. Hey, tell you, Nikki Six, will you come on my show? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. My point, my original point, is they shouldn't you said they shouldn't have played this in a Motley Crue show screw it screw it play it at the Motley Crue show that was my point Ken there. works for I me I apologize for getting off well, on a well, the Niagara reason, Falls tangent no no it's fine the reason I said that is because if you're aiming to keep the crowd rocking or whatever it kind of slows things down but like you said screw them so yeah set at a show they came to see Home Tonight, or Home Sweet Home, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, I agree. Which, by the way, we play. I play in another cover band, and we play that song, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a whore. <laughs> He's a whore. 
He'll play songs by bands he don't like. We don't play Heaven Tonight. We play Home Sweet Home is what I said. Okay. <laughs> okay, our next track <laughs> is the incredible Stiff Competition. Mr. Michael Butler, your thoughts? Great, great arena rock tune. I love mm-hmm. the song. That's all I can say about it. Love the song. BJ? Yeah, great song, great riffs. Maybe maybe yeah, heavier production. Yeah. I would maybe this and Elf Vieter saying maybe I would like to hear with crunchier guitars, but it's great, great song. Songs are the guitars are pretty crunchy on this song on this yeah. recording. Yeah. Come on. Not like the first much, album. I don't, right. know if, I don't know if crunchy's the right word. I know that this has nothing to do with the song, but there was an adult film called Stiff Competition. There you go.
Yeah. What I, I would say is I would flip this song in California, man, in the sequencing. Uh, no, I disagree. But. Yeah, but that would ruin side one in, in its perfection. Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from, but don't don't mess with the best. I would have started off side two with stiff competition. I think. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's a good idea. That's it, right there, perfect. And then gone to heaven tonight. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Then I would have gone to heaven tonight. No, then I would have probably put one of the filler as quote filler tracks, and then heaven tonight. I think heaven tonight should have been moved down to number five, like hello, how are you? And then the guy dies, and he's and then Eau Claire. Uh, there you, you know, know. Then making a concept album because I love concept albums. Anyhow. Brilliant move. Ken well, Mills. thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Next track, How Are You? Written by uh, Mr. Nielsen and Mr. Peterson. <clears throat> Mr. Michael Butler, your thoughts on Hello, How Are You? Obviously, the bouncy part of Day in the Life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm out of bed, i did the same exact thing. Also, a song by ELO came out, I think, a year before that called Mr. Blue Sky. Very, very similar to that, too. Both of, but Mr. Blue Sky and How Are You are probably both directly ripped from A Day in the Life. Probably. I like how the song twist from being this jaunty thing with the sing-along chorus and then it turns sinister. Hello, how are you? It's just so cool. Yeah. I like it when Cheap Trick sing about suicide or death and things like that. So I like the tune. Not the best album closer but I still like the tune. By the reason I say album closer, because I don't think Eau Claire got album credits. I have to go look at my vinyl. So if sure. we were to take Stiff Competition, put it on track one of side two, then have uh, on the radio, then Taking Me Back, then How Are You, then Heaven Tonight, and then Eau Claire, it would have been amazing. I'm going to try that. Everybody try it with your iTunes thingies. Okay, Ringo, we will. <laughs> that was George. Come on, get with oh, it. Oh, sorry. Get with it, Toast. I pretty much, I pretty much think of how are you as you know? I want you to want me part two, electric boogaloo, yeah. basically. Yeah, it does yeah, seem good, like that. Good point.
But I would say I I prefer the in color version of I Want You to Want Me, which a lot of people don't seem to like. I like that a lot and I prefer that to this song. What do we mean they don't like they don't like which the the, the production, you know, on I Want You to Want Me on In Color. And it, it sounds like a real top, pop song as opposed to a rock pop song or pop rock. I I, I love it. I yeah, I, li- I like it a lot too and I like it more than this. This is a good song, but yeah, you know, it just it feels like I want you to want me part two in a way, and I don't I, know. I really think it comes down to how you heard it first. Simple as that. And a lot of people, I mean, Budokan broke them in a way that Heaven Tonight did not, so. Yeah. It comes up to our last track, Oh Claire, which is written by Bunny Carlos, Mr. Rick Nielsen, Tom Peterson, and Robin Zander. It's not listed on the LP label or on the album cover. BJ, your thoughts? Well, it's not really a song. Yeah. Oh, Claire, E A U, Oh Claire. That it's a town in Wisconsin where they mm-hmm. play right. bars. So, uh, and you know, it, it goes along with O Candy, O Caroline, O Claire. So it's yeah. fun. You know, it's funny in that way. They also. But, I mean, it's you know. It's just like a little thing that stuck on the end of the album, basically. Right. And they, then they did a real song called Eau Claire on, mm-hmm. on Rockford. On Rockford, yeah. Absolutely. Great. Uh, it says here that it contains in its second verse the extract of the Lord's Prayer sped up ten times. Yeah, did anybody that's, try slowing that down to see if That's How Are You, right? Um, oh, yeah, How Are You, yes. Yeah, did okay. Anybody, how are you? Has the Lord's Prayer? Did anybody try slowing that down to see if it's if that's actually true or if somebody? No, put that I'm not going to ruin my records. I think man. that's in Mike Hayes' book. Yeah, I think it says that. You have the ability to do that, Ken Mills. Yeah, uh, Cool Edit Pro is our friend. Yeah, right. Put it in there, slow it down, and see if that's the... Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I always was disappointed with a lot of backward masking. He'd like, ah, oh, message from Satan himself. Let's check it out. And it'd be, yeah, I need to do my laundry. My <laughs> socks are tight. Yes, my dog pooped. You know, it's just... Uh, very strange. So, Michael, your thoughts on Eau Claire? <laughs> like, like BJ said, it's not a, not really a song. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Actually, I think it's a good little bonus tail end of you know to close an album out, mm-hmm. and that's why it's not. I would assume that's why it's not listed. But I like it.
too. I think it it would be great, like I said, if Heaven Tonight was the song that preceded it. That would have been a nice run into. A Surrender is featured as a playable song on the video game Guitar Hero 2 with the outro from At Budokan used in the game. So, little bit of trivia. And all songs written by Rick Nielsen, except we're noted. So there um, you go. We made it through Heaven Tonight. And we all agree that Tom Worman is not... Uh, did not do as bad as we thought. Not at all. I, I, think I never he, thought he did bad. No, neither did I. Now, you saw them live back this time, correct, Michael? Or Yes. How did the songs work live back then as opposed to now? Was any real difference? Or Well, they sounded like Budokan. Correct. They were great. I, cheap, I saw Cheap Trick on at the Florida World Music Festival. With ten, it was like one of those... Um, football you know football field like you know the cal jam california jam texas right. jams during those days mm-hmm. it was on the same tour it was ted nugent uh, aerosmith ted nugent aerosmith would flip-flop you know the co it was a co-headlining thing they would flip-flop every show and then it was cheap trick mahogany rush uh several other bands and cheap and rick nielsen i always remember uh, the guy, the DJ, comes on the PA. This is boo, 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 douchebag, blah, 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 from 98 Rock Radio. I'm up here in the press box, and I got Rick Nielsen. And Rick Nielsen, you look up in the uh, top press booth, like, you know, way up in the nosebleeds, and he's, like, hanging out the window in his full attire. And he said, he said I would like to say hello to my father, Steven Tyler, and my mom, Ted Nugent. And he's kind of, like, doing the back <laughs> Backhanded, um, you know, little, little digs on Ted Nugent. So, yeah. uh, that's what I always remember about this time. Cheap Trick was fantastic live. And during this time, um, uh, Tom Peterson didn't really play the 12 string. He played a, a Gibson Thunderbird. I always remember that too. And they always open right after Hello There. They even did the, I think this was, I think it was the Hell, uh, Heaven Tonight tour when they were on that. Uh, show he played a Gibson Thunderbird, and after Heaven, after Hello There, they went into Come On, Come On. Wow. Which is, I guess they probably did that on Budokan, right? I don't have Budokan in front of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you gentlemen? One of the childhood memories that I'll never forget was Rick Nielsen up there in the press booth. That's awesome. I love it. Did you guys ever hear this um, bootleg that you can get? from Amazon over in England. It's called On Top of the World 1978 Live Broadcast. I uh, might have it. He's doing a guitar solo, and he says, Take that, Fred Nugent. Yeah, they used to, they used to talk about him. They used to dig him in the press all the time. Yeah. Do digs at him in the press. And then later he'd say, Almost as good as Jimmy Page. So... Fred Nugent will ever be.
Well, I think uh, I think Rick's digs at Ted Nugent were a response to Ted Nugent's arrogance. I don't think they were like unprovoked. You know what right. I mean? Well, I think he was just having a piss. You know? Um, yeah, they they have always de- made digs at um, other bands. When I saw him at the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, the guy who was interviewing them was Jack Blades from Night Ranger, and they they laid into him pretty hard. <laughs> Someday they you should do a show. You and BJ need to do a show about your adventures for that and just play some of the audio and your impressions and everything. <laughs> I'd love that. I think that, I think people would enjoy it. I remember seeing Rick back in the day, and he would be doing these really cheesy guitar solos, some of which I could do even as horrible as I was at the age I was <laughs> and there was a couple times where he looked like he purposely got his fingers stuck in the strings and would <laughs> make a thing out of pulling them out of the strings like whoops you know <laughs> yeah he's he's that good on guitar yeah he's he's a great entertainer uh one of the most underrated guitar players of all time is Rick Nielsen well do do you think that he feels that he's not that good no he knows he's good <laughs> Okay. He knows he's a good guy. He knows he's better than he gets credit for. I agree. When you love an album this much, it's hard to say anything bad about it. So if you're looking for a negative show on Heaven Tonight, you're up the creek. A uh, little cheap trick pun there. We just pretty much dig the album. to thank Mr. BJ Cramp for, as usual, being here. BJ, what would you like to plug? Check out my Rock Andor Roll podcast, rockandorrollpodcast.blogspot.com. All the episodes are there, and it's on iTunes. And it's on Stitcher now as well. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> and Mr. Michael Butler, please let us know where folks can find you and what's going on in your life. Uh, you can find me at rockandrollgeek.com. I'm finally starting back doing the shows because my computer was down for three weeks. So I, I have my computer back. Doing a show this weekend, I'm going to be uh, debuting brand new Nazareth that no one else has heard. Uh, so I'm back doing that. Find me on the Facebook, R&R Geek. You can find me on the Instagram, rockandrollgeek, don't ask. And buy some dog treats if you have a dog. I, may, I have a dog treat company at butlerbites.com. 
and I'm struggling to keep up with demand. They've gotten their uh, people seem to like them, so it's going to become a house industry. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and Robin, go. Robin loves pets, and uh, so if if you love pets and you have a pet that could use something really yummy to, uh, they are handmade with love in San Francisco. You all the only ingredients: blueberries, beef liver, garbanzo bean flour, and eggs. All natural. Handmade, your dog will love them. Butlerbites.com. There you go. I've I've sampled them many times, so I stick up for them. I vouch for them. There you go. Thank you, Ken. I'm oh, sorry. And there's a dog on the uh, label. Excellent. <laughs> the mascot is, is actually my dog, but it's a painting done by this very talented artist, Ben Walker. Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you for being on the show, and... Uh, we hope to see you guys on the next episode of Cheap Talk. Chelsea, take it away. And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. I prefer to listen to cheap tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, direct from the Cheap Talk Facebook page, it's Mr. Kirk Randall and his cover of Cheap Trick's song, Surrender. Enjoy. Enjoy.